This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Pendarvis, letting you know, you folks, I need to hear from some of you. Let me know where you're listening from. Tell me what, what area of the city or the town you're in. Do me a lot of good. Just gives us a little more information. My email address is pastor at radiomissions.org, or you can call me at area code 225-664-8658. Our regular mail address is the Old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. The Old Trailblazer broadcast, this is Pastor Albert Pendormis, the Old Trailblazer, bringing you another study, another another message, another series, another series of messages on the Old Trailblazer broadcast. Oftentimes, folks ask me, say, Trailblazer, you just don't tell us uh, what you're about enough. Well, let me just stop for a moment and tell you. The old Trailblazer is the pastor of the First Baptist Church here in New Orleans, Louisiana, at uh, 501 Opelousas Avenue at the Metropolitan Tabernacle, where Pastor L.R. Shelton Sr. was the founder and pastor of this work until several years, many years ago. The Lord called him home, and... uh, the Lord called me here to be the pastor about seven or eight years ago, whatever. And uh, I've been involved with him for many, many years, the Lord's work here. And uh, pastor was a great friend of mine and pastors who followed him uh, were friends of mine. And we, we all uh, preached and taught the same thing, that Christ died for sinners. You know, that's what the Bible says. Go forth and preach the gospel. We instant in season and out of season. Folks ask me, said, Trailblazer, what does that mean? What does it mean to be instant in season and out of season? It means to tell the truth. It means to, to lay the blame where the blame is. It means if you've got somebody shacking up in your church, Pastor, put your finger on it. Call their number first, and if they don't get straight, call your name. Call their name. I call folks' name here. You call their name? I said, I sure do. I ain't gonna let, I'm not going to allow someone to shack up and come here. I had a preacher tell me not long ago, he said, I found out I had a, a man on my pulpit committee who was uh, shacking up. He said, I called him up in front of the church and gave him just a few days to get straight and get out, and he got out. Well, my friend, why? Why? Why can't we do that? You wouldn't have an unruly child in your house, would you? You wouldn't have a, you wouldn't allow those things to go on, would you? Well, God's not going to allow me to. And he's holding me responsible. Pastor, he's holding you responsible. You have un, un, unrepentant souls singing in your choir? Oh, my friend, sound like a bullfrog croaking. Who can get up and sing in a choir when they're shacking up? You can't do it. When they're spending the time over in, in, on, on Canal Street or Bourbon Street across the river here in this sinful city. We had a man come here one time, supposed to preach for us at 11 o'clock, and after the Saturday night prayer meeting, he went over across the river and got involved in some of the stuff that goes on over there and didn't come in until about 2 o'clock in the morning. Next morning, breakfast time, pastor put the rollers under that fellow. He ain't never been back. Can't crowd around over on Bourbon Street all night and come here and preach in this pulpit. No, sir. And you can't stay over and come sit under my preaching because I preach hell so hot you can feel the heat. That's right, my friend. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to stand for you to go to go out like that under my ministry without warning you. And I'm going to warn you, just like I do here today, about this false uh, false interpretation of the Bible, the RSV Bible, all of the all of the error and all the perverseness that's in there now. And I'm not supposed to warn you about it. You better be thankful that you have somebody that will stand up and warn you about evil, all of those things. But listen now. In our last study, we were looking. Uh, about uh, one of the first things the Holy Spirit has to do or does 
in every heart is to show him and convince him he has no righteousness. We were looking at Jehovah there, uh, our righteousness. And uh, the sinner has to come, must come, to see and to know and to feel and to acknowledge and uh, that he's a sinner. Then and only then will that sinner begin to cry for the righteousness of God in Christ. And I know, my friend, I was there. I was there. Oh, listen. Then I gave you this gracious truth in our last study. Gracious promise. Talking about will the Lord will the Lord save a sinner? They which do hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. That's the righteousness of Christ he's talking about. No sinner will ever want to be want the righteousness of God until he first sees his own unrighteousness, his utter vileness, until he comes to abhor it and be rejected, comes to want the righteousness of God in Christ more than anything else in all the world. You say, Oh Trailblazer, you just you just down on everything. No, no, I'm not. I try to bring you what the, what the Lord wants me to bring you. And I think about not many folks want to be saved. Not many folks being saved. Oh, we have a large church membership. Church membership growing by leaps and bounds. That's right. But listen, why? Why, would, why does a sinner come to Christ? Because he sees himself. Once he sees himself, hopeless and helpless and doomed and damned, totally depraved, with, with, the, with the utter hatred for God, you say, well, I don't hate God. Well, you let me cross your will. Let me cross, let me put my finger on a rotten spot in your life. Are you robbing God? Are you? Are you robbing God? Are you? That's right. Are you robbing God? Malachi says, will a man rob God? Yeah, you have robbed me in tithes and in offering. You don't have to be saved to rob God. You don't have to be saved to give you tithe. You, you, you're bound by God's command. Bring ye all the tithe into the store. Oh, I'll have some modernist call me up and say, well, the tithing is not in the New Testament. Well, they just go to hell for their trouble, my friend. But listen, when the Lord gives you a new heart, the tithe is no problem. That's right. Oh, listen, my friend. <clears throat> then the Lord, when you come to Christ, when God counts that sinner righteousness, the modernists hate, hate it with like a rattlesnake. They want to explain it something like this. God shares his righteousness with a sinner. Makes you want to throw up, doesn't it? God shares nothing with a sinner, my friend. Jehovah God does it all or it's not done. He does not need you. He does not need me. He's sovereign and his will, he'll be, he'll be on his throne when you're dead and in hell. Jehovah will have nothing that the sinner has, nothing the sinner does. Salvation is of the Lord, according to Jonah 2.9. Did you know it's a miracle that anybody's saved? I tell my folks here, it's a miracle that anybody's ever saved, knowing the human nature, knowing the total depravity of the human heart. Every sinner who ever gets saved will come by the way of grace or go to hell for his trouble, according to John 8.24. Let, let, let me ask you, folks. Folks ask me this question. How are you going to get to heaven? Folks ask me that sometimes. Pastor, Trailblazer, how are you going to heaven? I'll tell you one thing. It's by the imputed righteousness of God. I never cease to praise the Lord. Oh, for sending the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit, how he opened my heart and brought me to see and to know and then to acknowledge. My friend, you're going to acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you're lost, that you're vile. I don't know if the Lord will make a spectacle of you or not. I've had folks that didn't take issue with the Lord and uh, make an issue out of something. We've had folks who said, well, I'll not give up my cigarette. I'll not give up my uh, 401k. Well, 
you hold to it, and you take it to hell with you. But listen, my friend, I'm glad the Lord gave me grace to acknowledge I didn't have anything, but I was lost. I had a wicked, depraved heart. And I had to give it up. I had to acknowledge it. I had no righteousness. Oh, I thought I was somebody come. I didn't, I didn't uh, carouse around and chase women and all of those things, gamble. I didn't do those things. Uh, and I thought I was somebody. I wasn't a church member. I thought I was somebody come. Oh, but listen, I never will cease to praise the Lord for putting a hunger in my heart after the righteousness of God. What is that, you say, Pastor? It's the, it's the knowing it's the recognition, it's the realization that Christ is righteous. He is righteous, and that his righteousness covers me. And I'm on my way to heaven because of his righteousness, not something I didn't do that I did. Oh, listen, my friend. Oh, listen, my friend. My only hope for heaven is the righteousness of Jehovah, because Jehovah is my covenant God. And I stand with him on covenant grounds at this time based on his sacrificial death on the cross. Listen, if God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us in substitution, do you have a substitute, my friend? Have you ever heard that word? Oh, listen, listen, it's a big word, ain't it? Therefore, no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Did you know I'm in God's hand? Every individual who knows the Lord, his name is inscribed, engraved in the palm of our blessed Lord's hand. And if you out there snorting and pitching and bucking, you just take it up with the Lord, my friend. Just take it up with the Lord. It's not my, I, I, don't, I don't have to deal with you. You don't have to prove to me that you're saved. You can call me, cuss me, cuss the old trailblazer, cuss everything, cuss a fit. But that won't help you none. You better go out there behind the barn somewhere and confess. Ask the Lord to save you and break that old rhinoceros hide of yours and give you a call, give you a cry after the righteousness of God. You say, will the Lord do that? He sure will. If I was you, I'd go climb up in the hayloft if I was out there on the farm, and I wouldn't come down till the Lord saved me. Lord, save his old, save his old sinner. I would. That's what I do. People ask me for advice. I tell them, ask the Lord. Pray. You know what I tell them? Ask the Lord, save me, Lord. Grace, Lord, give me grace. Give me mercy. Just mercy. I say, if you don't know how to pray, just say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Like old Peter, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Go home. Go home tonight. When you, when you get home, go in the bedroom, shut the door. Go in there and cry, Lord, save me. Oh, he may save you right there. He may make you come out and tell you, tell you more and you Paul that you're not saved. Oh, that's how he breaks pride in your heart. You want to hold on to your old pride? Lord's going to rub your nose in it. I told you not long ago, that's what we used to do when we was kids. My brother and I, we had little old puppies, and we'd let them in on the porch or maybe in the house, and they'd have an accident, and we'd rub their nose in it. And uh, when they wouldn't do that no more. No, but the Lord may rub your nose in your pride. Oh, you're proud. Everybody knows you're somebody come. But the Lord may rub your nose in it. He may not do it. He may break it out there behind the barn somewhere. He may break it in that old 18-wheeler somewhere. You going up and down the road crying unto the Lord. We have truckers all over this country who ride in here for booklets to give out. I wish you'd do that, trucker. If you're out there somewhere and you can stop at the truck stop, and they have a rack there you can put some booklets in, you write me and tell me. I'll be glad to send them to you free and prospaid. Old Trailblazer, that's all we do here is get out the gospel day in and day out. 
and we're getting out the gospel by the printed page. We print a half a million booklets a year. We send them out all every state in this nation, all over Africa and Nigeria and India and, and uh, Botswana and, and Nova Scotia and Scotland and Finland. We send them all over South America, the Philippine Island, wherever some poor soul will put them out. We send them, and the Lord's using them. Folks write me, and they say, Pastor, I picked up the booklet in the trash heap where somebody had thrown it in the trash heap and began to read it, and the Lord showed me I was a lost sinner. Isn't that, isn't that great? Also, we have a Bible fund here that we accept money from you if you send it to us. We buy Bibles and send them all over this world. Prisoners. We send them to prisoners who can't buy them, and we send them to them. And they write us and say, you know, the Lord saved me. Would you send me a, a Spanish Bible, a bilingual Bible? Will you do that, Pastor? I can, I can read to one of my friends here that can't read English. He can read Spanish. And we do that by, by your help. Would you help us? Would you help us? Oh, listen, my friend. The Lord knows. The Lord knows our needs here. And he supplies the needs. And I asked him day by day, Lord, give us grace just to be true to the souls of men. We bring in these studies because the Lord laid them on our heart. Speaking about the errors and the perversions and the, and the misquotations, how they have mistranslated God's Word in this new RSV Bible. It's not new anymore. It's quite old. Been on the market a long time. But uh, the Lord just laid on my heart to do this. And uh, if you have any questions, you write me, call me. And uh, we, all these messages are going to be on tape, and we'll be glad to send them to you. They're $3 for four 15-minute cassette messages, and also we'll put them on CDs for you. But uh, if you would, sit down and write me. Remember, I need to know the station that you're hearing us over. Send me a picture of your family, and I'll be glad to, to put it on our bulletin board here with address where you're coming from, where you're hearing us from, and I'll be glad to send you a picture of the old Trailblazer, 8 by 7 8 by 5 whatever it is, and uh, we'll be glad to send it to you. And uh, if you'd like to have it requested, just tell me, Pastor, send me that picture. If you would, I appreciate it. And remember, my mailing address, let me know what station you're listening to me. My mailing address is the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you.